Hi and welcome to the podcast. You're having tea with Alice. This week uh, I recorded with Sean in an industrial fan hanging by our ankles waiting for Batman to rescue us, which I hope that image helps you with the dealing with the sound quality. It was actually a tiny, tiny microphone, but we got an excellent recommendation from a listener in Seattle and now we have new microphones, so from now on it's going to be super crisp, uh, sparkling into your ears like fairy dust. Anyway, this week, Sean stepped up to the plate with a rant of his own, which was exciting for me, and we had a really cool, interesting conversation. I hope you will enjoy it. If you're in Sydney or Canberra or Melbourne, look me up on alicecomedyfraser.com. I have shows in the upcoming comedy festivals, and I'm also all around the place doing spots and bits. And Sean also has a comedy festival show at Melbourne, so you should Google him, Sean Michaels, at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. If you wanted to tell me something new and exciting, or if you have a topic idea, let me know uh, at alliterative or alicerfraser at gmail.com because we've been having some really good suggestions and in the upcoming weeks we're going to deal with some of them. I'm very pleased that people are listening and enjoying the show. You're having tea with Alice. Yeah. Uh, which was that I borrowed my dad's car. Yeah. Because uh, I don't have a car. And when I finished my gig, so I had two gigs. I had one in uh, Cessnock, and uh, they gave me a hotel room. I stayed there the night, and then the next morning I drove to Newcastle, hung out in Newcastle, beautiful place, had mm-hmm. a bit of a swim. And then I went to the gig, and then I got out of the gig, got, got paid, and walked to my car. Seems all great so far turned on the engine, pulled out and realised that one of my headlights was not working. Yeah. And at what time of night is this? My, this was at 11.30 at night. So really late, yeah. I was planning to drive back to Sydney. Yeah. Because I didn't have accommodation sorted. I don't really know anyone in Newcastle. And so I uh, I was like, no, please, no. Were you going to risk it? I was... Were you thinking of risking it? I know. I, I'm, I'm a responsible human being. Um, I wasn't thinking of risking it, but I was just like, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen uh, at this point. Because I don't even know how long it's been screwed for. Because yeah. my dad doesn't drive at night. Like, oh. My, I mean, not really. Like, he doesn't... He kind yeah. of... Because if you don't if you don't drive at night, then you have no idea yeah. if that yeah. Absolutely. It's like uh, you don't know when your windscreen wipers are wrecked until you know someone could have stole those until know, three months ago. But you, you just, just never you know. never drove in the rain, like because yeah. you just looked at the rain and went, you know what? No, I don't need to go there. I'll wait. I'll wait till tomorrow when it clears up. It's like when you find out someone's been cheating on you all along. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> It's not broken. It's been until broken. How long? You don't know how long it's, it's been, been broken. Bro- yeah, it could have been uh, broken a long time until ago. Until it's drawn to your attention. She could have been hating you for, for years. For years. And mm. so then I called the NRMA and they were like, well, if it's a bulb issue, then we can't, we don't carry supplies. Uh, and so I was like, okay, A, you know this is common enough. First, yeah. I, I made different phone calls to all of these like emergency services, whatever. The first thing they always say is... Before you say anything, are you in a secure and safe location? 
Oh, really? I thought they'd say, are you a member? Yeah, no. <laughs> then they say, are you a member? Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, which is an interesting I, I like that priority, though. That's, that's, that's good. That's nice. It made that's me feel, nice of them. Uh, like they have some legal yeah. liability. Actually, no, I'm in, in imminent danger. Well, are you a member? No. Ooh, I imagine they wouldn't Triple zero is the call for you. Exactly. I imagine if you were like in actual trouble, they'd be like, yeah, sorry, can't touch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Second question, still, are you a member? Yeah, are you a member? Are you paid up, uh, buddy? If, if so, we'll transfer you to the Chippewa. If not, we'll just hang up on you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so then called the NRMA. Guy came, sweetest man in the world. Mm. They were he usually came, pretty nice. By this point, it was 12.45. Mm. Newcastle, 12.45. Mm. Awesome. Just some amazing sights. I'd popped the hood to see if I could see what was going on, and I had the manual out, and I was doing, like... You wouldn't... Really? Yeah. I'm, you thought you could solve it yourself? I've solved car problems before. I'm competent, <laughs> man. No um, way. You got the I, manual out, like you're cooking a dinner or something. Yeah, Jamie Oliver's trying to help you out. Then this guy Sometimes. came, super drunk, <laughs> and I thought he was going to throw up into the engine of my car. Really? And I was like, if you throw up into the engine of this car... Well, he wasn't the NRMA guy, right? No, was no, he? he was oh. just some passerby. Some oh, okay. passerby. Cool. I was like, if he throws up in my car... Not even my car, but like, it's just going to put the cap on the worst night ever. Yeah. And then, so this NRMA guy was really helpful, super, super helpful, and he was like, oh, follow me. I think there's a servo that might stock the headlamp. Oh, okay. Because... Otherwise, you're screwed. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to sleep in the car. It's going to be, the, you know, mm. just horrible. And then uh, all the hotels were booked out. Wait, is everything that was going wrong? Valentine's Day weekend. Val- that day you spent Valentine's Day? That's been Valentine's fantastic. Day weekend. And and so, I mean, all the hotels were obviously packed, so I couldn't, There was it wasn't even an option, even if I were willing to pay, like, you know, 150 bucks of my hard-earned cash to... Yeah just to get out of the car situation. So we went to the servo, Mm. arrived at the servo. Slight delay because there was a junkie being arrested, which was awesome. One of those kind of very eloquent and persuasive junkies that clearly doesn't realise quite how much like a junkie they've started. Yeah, I think there's a point where they just... Like sometimes you see a junkie and they know they're a junkie and they're like... And they don't care. Well, it's more like... A lot of, I think, successfully being a drug addict long-term is being able to talk your way out of situations. Yeah. And so this, this, she was a woman, and she was just talking really persuasively, oh, look, man, you know, I'm just waiting for my friend, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Uh, but she looked so just devastatingly done by drugs that mm. it was unconvincing. <laughs> but she clearly still thought she had she had it. She had the elocution, but not the, the yeah. Um, aesthetic. yeah. It's interesting it about the way we judge people and how they look, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, I walked in and so that had to wait to, till that was done. And then I spoke to the guy behind the counter and I was like, oh, did she try to steal something? Was that a shoplifting situation? He's like, yeah, no, just bad luck. She bumped into the policeman. Apparently there were two warrants out for her. Um, I'm like, what, no, a, what a delightful Valentine's Day coincidence. Wow, <laughs> that's how you spent Valentine's Day. But they had the headlamp. Oh, really? So, Fantastic. Uh, we drove back uh, and it was just you know the worst drive got back at like 3.30 in the morning just that kind of thing where your eyes are kind of full of sandpaper so that if I'm a little bit tired today that is what that is oh god that's horrible I had a very that was last night wasn't it last night this morning (laughs) yeah 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 this morning I had an interesting night too Oh, the urgency, the the reason I didn't sit in the car is because my dad wanted the car today. 
Ah, so, so you added, added an back. extra. I can't believe the NRMA guy doesn't have a box of bulbs. Like it doesn't seem like that it would. I know it would really fill out the car too much. If it's like, common enough that it's the first thing they say when you say you have a bulb problem, you'd think it, they should just stock them and like sell them at triple the price. Maybe oh, I, they do. I do believe you, you get a battery from the NRMA guy. <laughs> it's up there. Um, and I remember I had I didn't have NRMA, so I had to. Uh, NRMA is the roadside assistance. Yeah, I didn't have roadside assistance insurance, and I had to pay like three hundred bucks for a year's worth. Never used it again. But like you know, and it was—I thought my battery was dead, but it turned out um, a little piece of metal had broken in my key oh. um, key ignition. A tiny little piece of metal. He said, and and the guy, how the guy fixed it, he popped the thing out and put a screwdriver in there. And started it that way. Oh wow! So the the now key, you know how to hotwire a car. Yeah, so he basically taught me how to hotwire a car. So the key to the ignition part, there was a little piece of metal that connected it, and that broke. Oh. And so I'm turning it, going, "Oh, it's not even turning over. My car is so stuffed. Like the, you know, there's no sparks whatsoever. The battery must be completely dead. I had people trying to jump it. I finally, had to call the NRMA. And uh, yeah, just a tiny piece of metal. So for, but the thing was, he goes, yeah, you should get that fixed or something. You know, go to a mechanic tomorrow or something. And I was like, this screwdriver thing actually works pretty good. So I started my car with a screwdriver for about three, four months um, until um, you know. Eventually, I, I didn't even sell it. I just got rid of it. That was that kind of car. car. That kind of car, just not. That's amazing. Yeah. No, I I once proved my uh, car competence, and I yeah. haven't done it really since. Yeah. But I'm just coasting on the confidence that that gave me. Yeah. It was like we were driving into this. Oh, I used to be in a choir because I'm that kind of nerd. Mm. Uh, we were driving into this kind of remote camping place, and the car shorted out, and it was a it was a, a fuse, and I had some I had them like I carry a multi tool, mm. and I had some wire wrapped. You around carry the a multi tool. Yeah. I'm that big. <laughs> I told you, I'm a big, uh, big and, nerd. Yeah. Um, and so I unwrapped the wire and replaced the wire that had blown out. Because yeah. it was it was clearly that that had blown out because it's like yeah, it burnt and crisp. Um, yeah. And it lasted for the 50k's until we got to the camp and then blew out. That again. It was good. Wow. I felt super like, oh, Very MacGyver-y. Very Bear grills like yeah. of you, like whipping out your multi-tool. And so I proved it once, and now I just walk around with the confidence that I can fix any car, even yeah. though I clearly can't and now don't know got, anything about cars. Now you've got in your purse a couple of, like, like headlight bulbs. A tire. Like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not completely uh, okay. incompetent. Chance it's on. Well done. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. That's nuts. So tell me about this. Uh, this oh yeah, my eventful night. I did have a dispute with um. I met a journalist the other day. I met many journalists. This isn't like the first journalist I've ever met. But um, you're such a star. <laughs> uh, they always want to interview me. Um, no, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I find I'm, I've been going on dates now with random girls because I'm bored, and I, I. It's not that I want new that friends or something. For love or... No, no, or even sex. Like I'm, it's, it's honestly because I'm bored. Like Have I've you gone heard on of dates. TV? I don't know. <laughs> I've gone. Or the internet. <laughs> I've gone on like, dates with me. girls that I almost entirely have no sexual interest in like they're attractive and whatnot so I'm, I'm i feel that you know if we did if it did happen it would be fine it would be, be fine. fine it I wouldn't would, be some horrible i wouldn't end up in the dry shower. reaching uh, during it no no but um That's so but yeah sad. like i have no intention of sleeping with at the end of the night which i think for most men is the normal 
kind of thought process when going on a date, like, there is a chance I will get to have sex tonight. Yeah. And that's, like, that's half the goal, at least. I don't even know that. I think there is a trend uh, towards assuming that men are the ones who just want no-strings-attached sex, and that was Mm. because women never really had the chance to express a preference with that. Yeah. Because there was always the, like, before proper, like, widely available contraception, there Mm. was always the chance that there'd be one big ass string attached yeah yeah uh, whereas now i think a lot of guys are realizing that maybe that whole model is not as reliable as they're used to so they go around and they shag around and they enjoy it and then they're like i want to settle down and they find a woman that they want to settle down with, and she's like oh, you know what no i'm not ready i'm uh yeah I'm not ready i can i want to travel the world I've i want to tinder yeah you know, like uh, i want to keep my options open yeah those things are happening and guys are like but I don't... But I'm ready. I feel emasculated by being the one that wants a relationship. Yeah, that happens, doesn't it? I think that's... I don't know how often it happens, but I'm starting to notice, like, in friends of mine and stuff, Mm. that that's actually... Antidotally, at least. Anecdotally. I don't say words good. I said masturbate the other day, and someone was making fun of me. (laughs) They're like, it's masturbate. I'm like, no, but it sounds more elegant when I do it. Like, I put on some nice Mozart music, and I... (laughs) You know, sit in a big leather chair and I use silk tissues. I masturbate. Um, tissues are otherwise known as handkerchiefs. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> it's, but you don't masturbate into a handkerchief, do you? That'd be what gross. What do you do if you're the kind of person who says masturbate? Yeah, it's probably. What are you doing it while yeah. smoking? And masturbate. And looking, at, looking at etchings. Yes, like, yes. Like suggestive nude-ish etchings. Yeah, they're, they're, they're nude sketches from like a, a, a life drawing just class. Just making the Betty Boop pose going boop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the, I masturbate, not masturbate. <laughs> masturbate just seems like you do it so much. Like, there's a mass amount of debating you're doing like you know what I mean that's to me it sounds like the amount like I'm masturbating like it's like I'm doing it all the time so masturbate I just don't sound a bit more elegant inoffensive kind of vaguely feminine whack it yeah or you know just uh, had some alone time (laughs) had some alone time (laughs) is that it is that when when girls say they had some alone time that's what they're actually doing well when I say I want some alone time. It usually means I go for a long walk and listen to an audio book. Oh, okay. We have established yeah. <laughs> but sometimes, that I'm yeah, abnormal in I any hope, ways. Yeah, I hope you're not doing that as well. Um, multitasking, uh, <laughs> alone time doesn't necessarily mean what I think it means. No. Um, okay. But cool. if you have a suggested no mind, just anything can <laughs> yeah. sound awful. But um, yeah. So what was I, saying? I was saying? Like, yeah. So I'm going on dates just because I'm bored, and I, I feel that. You, you can only go on dates with women, though. You can't go on dates with men. Why not? Why not? No, but see, that's the thing. Sometimes Why not just have friends. I, see, that's the thing. Like, I, I already know my friends. I know that they're. That I know what kind of people they are. I, I kind of can predict their reaction to most stories and/or you know situations and conversations. And I could probably know around about what they're going to say. And and I agree with them. That's probably why I'm friends with them. Like they they share a lot of my opinions on a lot of things. So sometimes you kind of just want to talk to someone that kind of disagrees with you or you know have a little bit of a lively chat with them uh you see their viewpoint um where they're coming from maybe learn about their story that they, they might have come from a, a different thing i know oh, i know my friend's nice story person. no so that's why i'm feeling you're that i'm going, going on dates no but I'm, yeah no but then, but then i'm not no, wanting no. to have sex with them so i think that's yeah. kind of offensive almost no um, that's the opposite of offensive the no opposite of that's offensive, offensive. Is going on a date with someone who you're really interested in and then just being like you're a really interesting person i had a really nice time 
dates are not like a, a, a freaking um, prelude. They're not just like something to be got out of the way <laughs> on the way to sex. Like, they're actually a thing where you find someone who you're uh, interested in a person and then you decide later yeah. what direction you want the relationship to go in. It is completely mm. acceptable and in fact laudable that you choose to go on these dates. Sean, you're I'm not bored. a monster. I'm bored. I can't believe that um, you think that this makes you a bad person. No, because I think I think if I go on a date with, with a girl... you find interesting as people. No, I think <laughs> if I go on a date with a girl and I don't want to have sex with her afterwards, I think, you think well, like, isn't that... Offensive in some way, like I've I've chose not to have like uh, as a base male instinct. Okay, 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 okay. And but I've chosen to avoid that base male instinct because of you for some reason. I think that's somewhat offensive. It's not offensive. It's no more offensive than if you take a girl out and at the end of the night she decides she doesn't want to sleep with you. Do you find that offensive? Oh well, here's where the double standards comes from. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. For men and women, it's a bit different. I think women are drived driven by the you know uh, mostly again assumptions like generalizations these are and they're terrible that way but these is our conversation yeah yeah exactly so I think generally Mm. women are searching for some sort of relationship and men are generally searching for sex and maybe they want a relationship to have regular sex or you know whatever they're looking for and and whatever yeah they're in the mood for that time but that's the that's what men go on dates for. They I go think da- you're on being dates to have sex. Trapped by your perceptions of masculinity into feeling disappointed by something that's actually really lovely and sweet. Uh, like you're actually this is this is a wonderful thing, and you're a good person. <laughs> no, I don't. I, you're anyway. going out because you want to meet interesting people and have interesting conversations. Yeah, but see, I want to do it. Like uh, the, the thing is, too, and then if you I'm feel not... like you're disappointing them by not like. <laughs> Chasing them down the street, trying to lick the back of their neck. See, that's happened to you. I mean, you text me afterwards and like, I'm sorry, I just respect you as a person. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here's the thing. Um, So (laughs) I'm kind of I'm flawed. Um, Morning after regret. Sorry, I didn't hit on you. Like basically. Um, So, but I'm I'm thinking like, oh, if I don't want to have sex with these people, I just want to meet new people and. And all that kind of thing. Why can't I have dates with guys? Where you go and do a guy thing, you should. and then and get then you just chat. But it's so yeah. Oh man, I'll get very disappointed if I don't just, want to sleep with him at the end of the day. Yeah, really though. Uh, there's a just friendship box on Tip and Grinder. I don't know. I have, I'm mm. not on Grinder. Uh, not recently. And I, d- I don't know. But there's in most dating things there is an option for. There's them. there is a um. I read about a, a new. Uh, it's taking the form of Tinder and Grinder and all that, but for friends, and yeah. it's like where groups of friends meet. So, like, say you've got a group of four friends, so and someone else has a group phenomenon. of four friends. Yeah, and then yeah, clearly I'm not. Um, all right. So anyway, to this date that I went on, um, that was a big generalization, but here's to a more specific event that happened yeah. um, last night. Yeah, I, I I was about to go to bed about 10.30 at night and uh, in my boxes like just yeah about to go to sleep I got a message got a message from a girl I did meet on Tinder Mm -hmm. um, and I had had a couple of beers with before but um, only briefly one or two beers with like in between going to other places she's messaged me and said do you want to get a drink at the pub down the road because she lives nearby I'm like yeah fantastic so you put your tie on over your boxes I did yeah, tie yeah. boxes and thongs I have a <laughs> yeah. mental image yeah my big tang shirt on um, and uh, <laughs> and headed no out shirt. into the world don't be a fool no um, yeah so I, I, I went out there and um, and then we uh, had a couple of drinks at the pub and the pub closed at 12 
um, headed down, got a bottle of wine, uh, went back to her place, uh, and then got into this debate. She's a journalist, mm-hmm. right? And I'm uh, what I do for a living. Yeah. Uh, for the listeners, I know you know. <laughs> I'm going to treat you like an idiot right now and tell you what you already know. But um, I, I, I'm a producer, and it's a very vague term, producer, but specifically the producing that I do is entertainment. I entertain people, whether it's writing jokes, whether it's um, whether make it's organising things. I make, make interesting. I make interesting happen. I make entertainment happen, not necessarily funny, because a lot of uh, the job that I do is... Um, finding topics that people find interesting and people find universally you know uh interesting as well they've got a it's broadcasting so it's out to the biggest market possible it's got to appeal to everyone and a lot of the time that comes down to sex and relationships because everyone either wants to have sex or is having sex or everyone kind of wants to be in a relationship or is in a relationship uh, of some sorts or wants to get out of a relationship everyone's got an opinion about relationships because everyone's sort of had one or wants one um shout out to the asexual community yes yeah <laughs> we do we do ignore them we do ignore that that demographic they, but they don't buy many things than buy <laughs> yeah they're not a big advertising you know demo that people are targeting anyway um sadly asexuals yeah, I, I out there i feel there, for you i think there are asexual dating sites for people who just want a relationship without the just want someone to watch a movie. They have different grades, and I'm I'm probably going to be really insulting because I don't understand it fully. But you have like uh, asexual people who are still interested in romance, so they mm. want a companion who they feel that kind of um, agape, like friendship, love for, mm. or they want somebody who they uh, want, you know, just a companion because people yeah. get lonely, even if you don't want to have sex, as you say. Maybe you want to go out and have a date with a man, yeah. just because you want this kind of companionship and interest. And then you have ones who are asexual, aromantic, so they don't want romance either. But they might want friends, but they don't want that kind of sense of, like, partnership and coupledom or whatever. I mean, like I said, I'm not super informed, but what I've read is really interesting. Ah, so, yeah, well, I'm... Wouldn't that be a superpower? Just to have never have sex play into any of your decisions? Well, this is um, this is a, a theory. I was thinking about the other day. Uh, it's funny you say that because I was thinking about if I ever had children, mm. like what's a bit of advice that I would give them that I would make sure I communicate to them? Yeah. Like, uh, like my philosophy of life or mm. son, you'll be okay if you blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking there's a lot of advice that I've taken on board from other people and from, you know, from famous authors to famous people to um, just my dad or, or just, you know, some old guy down the street told me something and it kind of stuck with me and it kind of works for me. Yeah, uh, there's lots of other... Of yeah, cool. Well, the, the one I was thinking of, I'll get yours in a sec, but... Um, <laughs> that was so one... patronising. <laughs> no, but... Um, I was giving you room, it's good. All right, yeah. Uh, the one I was thinking about doing uh, and t- that I think I've kind of created myself yeah. uh, that I can kind of put a little bit of ownership on. Uh, maybe someone else has thought of it before, but I haven't heard that person. That is, uh, what I tell my son is, son, before you make a big decision in your life, before you make most decisions, mm. go and sort yourself out in the bathroom first. Have some alone time. Have some alone time. You know, yeah, I think. Listen to a podcast, go for a walk, find a bush. Find a bush and do what you got to do. And I I honestly believe it not just uh, sexual frustration plays into a lot of things, but just frustration in in general. Mm. Like, and And it's a shortcut to getting rid of those factors. Yeah. I think, I think like that, that kind of just primal instinct influences a lot of our decisions, whether it's going to eat something, whether it's buying a house, whether it's 
like going out with a girl or anything. If you just go bust a nut, the worst way. Base human urges that drive what seem like the most abstract decisions are Mm. astonishing. They did this study of like uh, I think it was Israeli judges in an appeals court. So the decisions that they were making were whether to grant parole, to let people go. Um, Yeah, big decisions for people's lives. And the decision was, you know, those people were coming up for parole and whether you give them parole, which is considered a risk. If you Mm. give them parole, they might re-offend and that's a risk. Yeah. Um, So people are more likely to make risky decisions when they're fresh and well-rested. Yeah. And the hungrier and tireder they get, mm. the more conservative they are. And they mapped this over six years. And, like, the chances of being released yeah. on parole in the morning... Factor a like lot, yeah. Devastatingly more than, like, just before lunch or yeah. just before dinner. If he had a, a quickie in the morning with his wife lunch. and some bacon and eggs, well, he's, he's just letting everyone go free. Judges, yeah. the job is to be <laughs> objective, and it's not even a personal decision. So mm. if you think... They can't do it. Yeah. Statistically, they cannot do it. What chance have we got? So I th- you really have to think about that. Yeah, isn't that a great piece of advice, though, to tell my kid? Just, yeah. like, as soon as he's old enough to, to be doing that kind of stuff, I'm like, before you ask a girl out, before you <laughs> go shopping, before you eat buy a, a computer, eat a sandwich and go... Put some warm socks on. Yeah. And, and yeah, and go sort yourself out because, like, and then in the, that next 20 minutes, think about the decision. Because I've gone on dates with girls that I have... Have no interest in whatsoever, and honestly, you probably hate <laughs> like like I probably hate them. Yes, they're like vapid, empty, just boring girls, and I go on a date with them. Well, the emptier and then, someone is, the more you want to fill them. With good, advice. <laughs> good advice. I'm glad you said good advice. Could have went somewhere else, um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like that's that's. I was just going, and so many times I've, I've, I'm planning to make, go on a, a date with a girl or something, and or planning to make this big decision, buy a computer like, you know, buy a car even you know what I mean, and then I'm just like uh, you know what, I'll just uh, go sort myself out and then afterwards I'm like, you know what I'm going to cancel that date because I'm going to really I'm going to spend 80 to 150 bucks, I'm going to not want to go home with her like, so I'm not even going to get that because and I'm going to not want not that. If she's not interesting, then you're not going to have the interesting I'm not going to, yes, that, I'll, that, I, like, that I'd want to. So, so there's, I'll get nothing out of this but wasted time and wasted money. And I realize this so after I've, you know, had some alone time. In your boxes, in your room, you've just put your tie on and decided to meet this girl down at the pub. Yes. Oh, yes. So, um, and then we got into this, um, she, I explained my job to her and I said, well, that's what I do. I create topics. And I present them in two ways, black and white. Inflammatory. Yes. Deliberately inflammatory. In, deliberately inflammatory. I say, that that's the way this happens. And the other person goes, no, that's the way this happens. And then uh, everyone gets engaged because they don't agree with those things you're because like the a, world is not black and like white. A They're great. beautiful that cultivates trolls. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I cultivate trolls because, yeah, I, I troll people's minds Most and emotions. people go through their days thinking yeah. that they're not assholes. And you give them the opportunity exactly. to be an asshole. Yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, I cultivate trolls to, um, to piss people off, and then, and yeah, I, I manipulate people's motions to, to make them engaged in a subject that doesn't matter, <laughs> basically. But it's entertainment. It's entertaining for that small. But they, they felt something. They felt a little Arguably, emotional that's what tourism. Is. 
Yes. Black and white. You have your team. You have yeah, your team. team. Yeah, but it doesn't work out like that. You know, all the time. That guy, oh, that, that team was better, but somehow that team won. Yeah. I don't know what happens. The drama, the, oh, that guy's injured, blah, blah, blah. There's all these different factors that go into it. So you can't just say that team's better than that. They've got to verse each other, and, and then, then away we go. We yeah. come up with the grey. And see, that's the thing. And for a moment, people are passionate. People are excited. People are engaging. They're emotionally being tourists into a world that... Uh, you know, their day-to-day life, they might not feel anything. Like, you know, <laughs> they'll go to through their life and nothing serious will I happen. I was the bleak pessimist here. <laughs> you, you're, you're changing me. You're changing me. Oh, um, yeah, but so, like, there. Yeah, so, uh, so for a, a little bit of a moment, they, they actually get excited about something. They get angry about something. They get sad about something. They get happy about something. Mm. Uh, either way, they're feeling something that in their day-to-day lives they probably wouldn't otherwise. And that's entertainment. I think Today's episode. This is your rant. I think the rant is. This yours. is a bit of my rant. Yes, I, this is. You I didn't do the plan rant today. this. I'll, back, I'll do mine another time. Okay. All right. Cool. So yeah. So th- this is what I'm doing, and um, and then I. So I'm talking to this girl, and I explain my job to her, and she goes, "Don't you find that horrible? You're like dumbing down the the masses and stuff, and distracting them from real problems by bringing up, you know, uh, basically. Oh, I um, I don't lock my front door." Like, do you guys lock your front door? Oh, a lot of people don't lock their front door. Like, that was a massive debate on our show once. It was unbelievable how many people don't lock their doors and, like, feel really strongly about locking their doors or feel really strongly about locking their doors. Was it, like, be the change you want to see in the world? I don't want to live in a world where I feel unsafe. Yeah. Because I feel like that. Yeah, I love that you you even sparked onto this passion because I personally thought everyone should lock their doors. So I many think people locking got doors slightly different. I think the one that the example that I use is the one where I go. I have a job where I come home late at night. Yeah. I walk with confidence and I don't worry about getting mugged. Yeah. I don't take unnecessary risks. I stay on main roads, etc. Yeah. But I don't want to feel fear. Because no. Whatever the chances of me getting uh, beaten up or mugged or raped are. Mm. Even if that happens, I would. I'm, I'm happier living my life. Yeah, with just less being anxiety. Just able to walk yeah. down the street without fear. Yeah. And I think that by doing that, by being a normal person walking down the street late at night, I'm contributing to a society where people can walk down the street late at night. Yeah. And I think and you are. Yeah, because people am see one you. I'm a safe person who's not going to mug you who's on the street late at night. That's true. And I don't like the situation where people are ruled by this, like. You know those babushka dolls, like yeah. matryoshka dolls in, in Russia, yeah. where there's a smaller and a smaller, smaller and a smaller yeah, doll? Yeah, I think dolls, behavior yeah. is like that. If you look at everyone around you and go, well, I'm going to behave slightly more safely than the next person, yeah. so that I'm within, you know, I'm faster than, I don't have to be faster than them, I just have to be faster That's than the, them, basically. Yeah, yeah. Then you narrow and narrow and narrow and narrow and narrow down the scope of acceptable behavior yeah. until you're just wearing, you know... Wearing a niqab and never leaving the house except yeah. between the hours of midday and three pm. Yeah, you know, this is date like that. I find that more dangerous than the prospect of yeah. having my money stolen. It is and a beta change you on the world. Who's never been properly mugged? Although I was approached by a guy with a knife once in New York Yeesh. when I lived there, but I didn't register that he had a knife until I'd walked past. So I thought he was just asking me for money. So I said, "Sorry, man, I'm on the phone." And then I kept walking. And then I thought he had a knife. 
But he was so confused by the fact that I had. He just was so confident. <laughs> yeah, like I'm on the phone, dude. Like seriously, I don't have time to be mugged right now. And that's just fed into my arrogance of just wow. like you walk confidently. Yes. Nothing can I? Holy crap! Yeah. Probably really stupid. That's amazing. See, well, there you go. I brought up a little topic then, right? Yeah. And then and I brought up uh, uh, like I believe in everyone should lock their doors, and yeah. you were like, no, I want to be the change that won the world. So yeah. that's what I do. That's that's how what I do for a living, and I explain this to her, and she. And she got really upset, and she, she was like, oh, you're as bad as, like, a current affair and all that. And I said, look, he, the difference between me and a current affair, I don't masquerade my entertainment as journalism. And she's like, yeah, but things are more important. There's more important things, like there's culling in, 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 uh, of, of sharks in, in Western Australia uh, that it's, like, decimating, like, populations of, of these magnificent creatures, and why shouldn't people be talking about that? And I'm like, because people don't give a crap. People give a crap about their... Boyfriend sleeping with another girl and all this other crap, these mundane first world problems. The news is any less reprehensible. The news, look at the news. Exactly, the news. If you chart the news from night to night, the structure of the kinds of stories that you get is fixed. It's so funny, the world is structured every day. Yeah, it's so funny, all these events happen in this particular family, there's exactly this much international news, and there's exactly this much sport that happens today. A baby animal is born in a zoo almost every day and happens to come up at, you know, yeah, 7.55 right at the end of the... Just the rights atrocities <laughs> that are going on in Syria that we have to mention. Like, the world is not shaped like that, so therefore you as a journalist are shaping the world in order to get ratings mm. or to get clicks. It's mm. disingenuous and hypocritical for yeah. her to pretend that journalism isn't now entertainment. Yeah, I think she has this... Um, she had this very noble thing of, of journalism. and um, Which is but I never, I never masquerade my stuff as journalism. It's good to aspire, but for her to yeah. just be denigrating your job. Yeah, and it was really, it was really funny how she just kept bringing it up, and like, and I was like, no, I agree with you. I agree. Like, like a current affair today, tonight, they're all despicable. Like, they're they're masquerading entertainment because they, they do what I do, but they say it's journalism. Yeah. And that's that's the the difference between me and them is I don't say it's journalism I say it's a mundane bullshit issue that we just caught brought up today but if you relate to it then call us up yeah. tell us your opinion yeah. and a lot of people do relate to it they call us up and they tell us your opinion and that's what I do and I it's not exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life I just happen to be okay at it and and yeah and like I like entertaining people and and then she she started like I think to try to win the argument she was trying to bring down the importance of entertainment. But what is entertainment? Journalism teaches people. It's education. You know what I mean? It's informing people of what's going on in the world. And, but entertainment, and like what is that doing? Ed- education, it's incredibly dangerous. Yeah. Because it's not Yeah, good, uh, Yeah, a lot of people educate people on things that are just wrong. Yeah, <laughs> but or even if it is true, it's selective. Mm, you're telling us the news that's important. You're telling us what we should feel about mm. the world, whether we should be scared today or not scared today. Mm. There are so many things that are true that mm. are happening in the world yeah. to just to you know filter them down to a half hour <laughs> nightly news segment it is, kind is of. a form of entertainment it's it's you're curating mm. so much that it's a, 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 it's a collage it's a, you know what i mean yeah. you've curated it so much that it's a, it's a it's a what am i saying it's an artistic work it's not it's it's entertainment yeah it's, it's curated yeah i like that word the world mm. you're not just putting a mirror up to the world and even even so what is art but putting a mirror up to nature yeah. isn't that the whole point of 
art. Like, yeah, it, it's good to aspire to keep people informed of what's going on in the world, and it's good to aspire to find out the injustices and hypocrisies and do whatever. Mm. Journalists should want to do that, but to pretend that the industry is in any way pure these days is yeah. She's either stupid or she's lying. Yeah, at least I think I'm honest with my my. I think my entertainment career is it, like just entertaining people that's all I want to do I don't want to inform them I don't want to change their opinion about something I don't want to I'm purely an entertainer at this point in my life I think maybe down the track if I got a voice and then became more informed about things and I thought that that's that, what I'm here for that yeah <laughs> to inform me um, if I yeah if I became more opinionated about something if I thought that I had some sort of expertise on it that needed to be communicated to the masses or to at least a group of people, um, then then I would do something about it. But I think until that point, until I have that voice and have that expertise, then what's wrong with, you know, making people giggle? What's wrong with that? And I don't think there's anything Arguably, wrong with that. you're making the world a better place in a small way. Yeah, a I don't know. A pleasant place. She's informing people that, you know, there's sharks being killed unnecessarily. Or I'm informing people that, you know, 70% of men have erection problems. Have you ever had an erection problem? Call in now. 70% of men have an erection problem might save somebody's relationship. It might, too. And then, therefore, you know, save those kids from having split-up parents or having... The guy, you know, the guy has an erection problem, he goes... 70% Yeah. 70% of guys have this at some point. Holy shit, I don't I'm need to feel so bad. I'm not going to be aggressive. I'm not going to blame her. She's not going to feel like yeah. unwomanly. It's yeah. not going to damage my self-respect. Because that's the thing. A lot of these, these sex and relationship issues that we do bring up, um, it does sound petty. Mm. But the thing is, no one really... It's very taboo to talk about sex so openly and blatantly and bluntly, mm. um, especially issues with sex. It's all right to say, oh, he was great. You know, oh, so good. He was massive. Like, yeah. or whatever you girls talk about not when you bad. talk about sex. No, probably not. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's when we talk about it so blatantly and we talk about the issues and stuff and people realize that they're not, you know, people are so quiet about it. They don't talk. It, no one brings up that, oh man. Last night, couldn't get it up. She's very, very unsatisfied. It was very embarrassing for me. No one says that to their mates. And then he goes, oh, don't worry, mate. It's happened to me too. Oh, that's fantastic. I don't feel so bad about it. No one says that, has that conversation. But in our medium, which is radio, that's what I do, people listen to it and go, oh, man, someone's actually having that issue like I'm having. And people call in and go, yeah, I've had that issue too. And then all these people listening go, oh, I'm not alone. And I think that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. What was the bit of advice that your dad gave you? Uh, on my 18th birthday, I went to him and I said, Father? No, I said, uh, <laughs> Give me a piece of advice I that I can live I by. Said, a philosophy to which I said, I, think I can spend my days. I it's a good idea for you to give me like a piece of advice. Because you actually said, asked for yeah, it. Yeah, I did. I That's said, interesting. I think it's a good idea for you to give me like a, a life lesson at this point. It's my birthday. You've been very good father. <laughs> Other kids uh, ask for cars. Alice, you're so weird. And my dad looked me... <laughs> on the 18th birthday. My dad looked me dead in the eyes and he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, Ali, never eat anything bigger than your own head. <laughs> <laughs> That's... <laughs> served me well. Uh, I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has. I mean, that is a, that awesome. seems like a natural ending. 
Thanks for having tea with Alice. If you enjoyed it, try subscribing or write a review on iTunes. Thanks. Bye.